Welcome to the Travel Possibilities Podcast. I'm your host, Callie O'Connor. I've gone from career burnout to taking multiple career breaks, scoring several remote jobs, and even starting my own business while traveling to over 80 countries. The one thing that held me back from starting sooner is that I didn't believe it was possible for me. I wasn't aware that travel could become part of my lifestyle. Through this podcast, I'm so excited to share with you the travel possibilities that are out there for you. In season one, we're talking all about career breaks. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Travel Possibilities podcast. And today we're discussing one of my favorite topics because people have this concern about a gap on their resume. And I don't know who said it's this horrible thing, but in the United States anyway, it is this big feared thing. And I just love to talk about it because my resume is riddled in gaps and it is okay. So yeah, as you can probably already tell, I'm a huge advocate of travel and taking care of yourself. And ultimately taking a break is often what we so desperately need time away from work gives a new perspective. The fact that people use reply all all too frequently becomes a trivial memory once you've discovered new cultures and countries. So you've had an opportunity to realize that some of your problems and complaints are actually sort of ridiculous and your world was so small and focused at that point in time being in the workplace. So now after a career break, your world has expanded, your views have expanded, your patience has reached new heights. These are all assets to any company or industry or anyone. So I'm going to share a few pieces of advice for applying to jobs. And so many of these actually apply across the board, not just for re-entering after a career break. So whether you're changing jobs or industries, And definitely if you're trying to re-enter the workforce after time away, whether it's a career break to travel or otherwise. So this is my number one tip in any job search. And I swear the key to finding happiness in the workplace is not to just hit the job boards and see what's available. So we had talked about scarcity in the limiting beliefs episode. And this is exactly when scarcity starts to come into play. You start to remember that you don't have a job and that you could really use one. And then you start making concessions and convince yourself that certain elements of this job description are okay when in reality you are not okay with them. And that certain benefits that they're offering are good enough, but like it's below your expectations. So if you are not completely satisfied with what is offered and what the expectations of the role are from the get-go, I promise it's only gonna get worse. You're gonna grow resentful, day after day. So when you start disappointed on day one and you take it just because it's a job, you're setting yourself up for a long and miserable road, which you may inevitably do to yourself again in effort to escape this job. So instead, what do you do? This is a little exercise. You can pause and do this along with me if you're in this place or just listen through now and do it later. But grab a pen and a piece of paper and we're gonna start writing. So write down in great detail all of the responsibilities of your ideal job. 
don't think about exact, like it doesn't have to exist. It doesn't have to be something you've seen before, but if a job were created for you, what kinds of things would you be doing in this role? And what would you be paid and what kind of benefits would be offered? How much vacation? What's the health insurance like? Where is it located? Do you work remote? Are you in an office? Is it hybrid? Who are your coworkers? What qualities do they have? Who are you serving in this role? Are you feeling fulfilled? Is this a mission you can align with? What difference are you making in the world? So deep down, you have visions of these things. And whether you believe this job exists is not important at this point. We want to just write down all of the things that are really important to you that light you up, that really align with the work that you want to be doing in the future. Even if it seems like a unicorn job, this is important because when you do start the job search and start convincing yourself that X, Y, and Z are all okay, or that you could totally do this and like, you'd be pretty good at it, even though it sounds sort of boring, you'll have this list to refer back to. So now that you have this list, refer to it often. Remember your worth and remember your value. This is imperative through the entire job search. You may get lowball offers and sure you can rationalize it because maybe this job would be less stressful than your last job. But I promise you, and I know this because I've been there multiple times, accepting less than your worth is going to eat away at you over the course of the months and the years, not to mention how much money you're leaving on the table and losing by coming in at a lower starting salary. So each year, as you would maybe get an annual raise, it's going to be a percentage, right? And it's going to be a percentage of a lower number. So over time, it's more and more money lost. So know your worth and you're going to sell your worth in the interview process. So now that you have your expectations, your job, what lights you up, what you are excited to do written down, you are now ready to start seeing what is out there. So start your job search. I personally, like Indeed is super popular. I like looking at jobs on LinkedIn. Um, depending on what you're looking for, there's tons of remote job websites out there. Just pick your source, your typical job sort search boards, and there are tons of them. When you find jobs that are starting to sound good, pull out your list and make sure a majority of your needs are being met through the job description. So maybe they don't have salary in the job description, though they should. Um, that's something you could find out in the interview process, but don't forget it down the line. So maybe not everything on your list is laid out in the job description. But if the duties there match up nicely, if the culture and the missions feel aligned with what you want to do, then that might be a worthwhile job to apply to. So instead of having the thought, I need a job, you want to change that to, I need the right job for me. And that's going to make all the difference in your mindset during your job search. And so keep your list handy and don't settle. So general job tip number two, when you do find a job that you really like and you really want it, and it's totally in line with what you had written down, even before you started looking for jobs, take the application process seriously. You need to cater your resume for the job. You need to cater your cover letter for the job. 
you don't want to just have a resume and a generic cover letter and send them off to hundreds of jobs. That's a great way to not get noticed or get your resume seen because it shows through. You probably have a bunch of things that are irrelevant for what they're looking for. So what you want to do for the job, that's why we find the jobs that we really want so we can dedicate time to putting in a great application as opposed to a numbers game because a numbers game might get you any job. But again, we're looking for the job that is right for you. So read the job description. See what is required of you in the role. Think back to all of your work experiences and sometimes even non-work like volunteer or travel experiences and show proof that you have experienced doing this before. Also, recall almost every skill is transferable. So for an example, when I was an engineer in the oil fields, I was in charge of managing oil rigs, the cementing side of it. That's, again, a story for another podcast. But so many jobs, regardless of the industry, require project management skills. So I would consider each rig as a project. And so I would simultaneously manage up to 20 projects at a time, working with various stakeholders, the client, the sales rep, the lab, the production team. So I took something very specific as oil field cementing, and I made it, I was able to apply it to any industry I wanted just by referring to a rig as a project. And so you can do that too. Uh, the next thing I look at is look at the verbs they use to describe the responsibilities and you wanna use them too. Describe your experiences in their language. Also think outside the box. If that thing your boss asked you to do for those two weeks last summer are applicable to the job you're applying to, that needs to go onto your resume. If you have any super industry specific things from your previous job that are not relevant to your future role, don't put it on there. They don't care. If they're not going to understand it, then they absolutely can't care about it. A resume is a summary of your relevant skills. It's not an autobiography of your work history. You're allowed to leave things out. Which brings me to our next point. A question that I always get asked is, should I put my career break on my resume? And I've always responded diplomatically that it depends. <laughs> but I think it's about time that I take a stance. Yes. The answer is yes. Put it on your resume and intrigue the crap out of your prospective employer. So I'm going to take a little tangent here, um, but you tend to get a vibe from a job description. And for me, like one of the reasons I always loved applying to startups is because their job descriptions are often more fun and playful, which in turn allows me to match their energy and have a fun and playful cover letter and resume. So I do match their tone. And the reason I'm mentioning this is because if a company is looking for passionate people with unique interests outside of the workplace, and a lot of startups like do say fun stuff that they care about outside of work, then I'm really going to ham it up in my career break bullet of my resume. And that's an opportunity to show your personality outside of the skills that you have to offer. It's going to set you up to look like a really awesome, unique candidate because it's likely nobody else is going to have something like that. If 
they have a more traditional job description, I'm going to focus more on the skills that I developed during my career break. So any languages I learned, volunteering, budgeting, logistics, any skills that I happen to develop, any random encounters that seem especially relevant to the job that I'm applying for. And so the reason I say to put it on the resume is so that it becomes a required talking point during the interview. You're going to be so much more excited and much more personable and passionate when you're talking about travel than you are about your strengths and weaknesses in your past jobs. It's just a fact. So remember, it is an <clears throat> to. Remember, it is an opportunity to be able to share this incredible highlight of your life. You do not need to defend yourself. I recommend being confident in your career break story when you put it on your resume because it's going to come up. So you need to be able to lead with confidence. And this is something we work on together in module seven of Career Break Bootcamp so that you can feel confident and empowered when it does come up and when you're discussing it and really show it as an asset. Okay, next, now we'll call this tip number four, applies for everything. And honestly, as an introvert, I really hate that this is an important part of scoring a job that you want, but networking. Yes, of course, you can get a job without networking, but do you want to leave it up to chance? So I myself have been a recruiter, and let me tell you, I've had countless conversations with random people from LinkedIn who wanted to know more about the company. Basically, anyone who contacted anyone in my company, they would send that person to me, and I would talk to them because they took initiative to see what was out there and to build that connection and relationship. I've seen roles created for individuals, and those roles never saw the light of a job board. So if you are truly feeling aligned with the company's values and culture and mission and benefits that they can offer, you need to make connections. And so I will say, like part of this networking is taking an inspired action step. So in our limiting beliefs episode, we talked a lot about trusting that the best things will happen for you. The universe is working in your favor, but that doesn't mean you can just sit back and wait for the universe to like do its job. Action is required on your part. And so networking is going to be that inspired action that starts you off on the right foot to let the universe know that, oh yeah, they're serious about this. Let's see what we can do. So the thing with networking is this is something you can start thinking about now before you ever go on a career break. And like, honestly, it's super weird to go on LinkedIn and befriend a stranger and then ask them for a favor, like a connection to their company. But the career break really puts the networking ball in your court because it gives you an opportunity to build genuine relationships over the course of your time away in the event that you might want to work with these people in the future. And like, even if you don't, growing your network is never a bad thing. So my advice to make networking as painless as possible, and I say it's painless because like for me, it's not natural to just start conversations with people I don't know. Look for people 
who went to your college and then see if they have jobs that align with the items you've listed in your list at companies that would maybe um, fit in with what is on your list. So yeah, make your list before you start the networking. If they're local, invite them for a coffee and, and chat with them and pay for their coffee and pick their brain and send them a thank you note for their time and check in with them a few months later. So like just being a person, you're not expecting anything in return. And so many companies have referral programs. And oftentimes those are the resumes that are going to be seen first. And like in the referral program, the referring employee gets usually a financial benefit for referring someone good. And a lot of people want to make sure that they're not referring someone they don't know, because that could be a reflection on them during the interview process, or even if that person is hired. So you want to make sure to get to know the people who could potentially refer you to a role. Yeah, so, so, so basically strategic relationships benefit everyone. Be genuine, be honest, be yourself. And lastly, my final tip of this helps if you're leaving any job for a career break or otherwise, make sure your resume is up to date while you're still doing your job. And so resumes need to be built up of quantitative results. And so I assure you, you're going to forget the exact metrics of your accomplishments as soon as your eyes hit Machu Picchu for the first time. Write it all down, all the facts and figures so that they are there. And when it's time to start applying for jobs, whenever that might be, you can just make adjustments based on the relevance to the role you're applying for. And all the figures are there and you don't have to search old emails or contact anyone or try and remember anything there and ready for you. And it sounds like my voice is just about done here. So we will wrap up this episode on re-entering the workforce after a career break. And I thank you so much for being here. And I'm so excited because the next episodes are going to be interview episodes. It's the opportunity to hear stories of people who have taken career breaks and it's so cool to see what they've gone on to do since then, or if they're in the midst of it. And it's just, I'm so excited to share that with you. So thank you for being here for this episode. You can catch the next one. Uh, subscribe so you can catch the next one without missing it. And I will see you next time. Wait, before you go, if you are considering a career break of your own and could use support, community of like-minded individuals and actionable lessons on how to get started, check out the Career Break Bootcamp membership. A combination of pre-recorded modules and live monthly sessions will remove the overwhelm and propel you forward into taking the career break of your dreams. Visit www.travelshifters.com slash cbb sign up to learn more. And it's also linked in the show notes for easy access. Thank you for tuning in to the Travel Possibilities Podcast. If you liked what you heard, I would be so thankful for your positive review on Apple Podcasts so I can keep the episodes coming. If you aren't already following me on social media, 
come soak up the extra tips and travel inspiration on Instagram by following me at the Travel Shifters or by visiting my website at travelshifters.com. Thank you so much for being here and I can't wait to connect with you in the next episode. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss it.